Mic check, one, two, one, two. My sweet waifu. Is that you? Mic check. Mic check, waifu, waifu. King Teliano, is that you? First of all, I'm about to talk mad crap today. Oh, here uh, we go. <laughs> he already started. What's up, brother man? How you doing? I'm well, bro. How you? You know, I'm always good. Always good. I'm ha- I'm excited to do this right now. Yeah, this is. I'm, ex- I'm, <laughs> I'm excited and not excited. Yo, this is gonna be a a fun filled show for y'all today. Welcome to episode thirty nine of Mike Check Waifu Waifu. As always, I'm at Paulo Born Fly on all social media, and I'm joined by my brother at King Teliano on all social media. As always, Mike Check Waifu Waifu was brought to you by Lou Complex. Go to lucomplex.com. Use that offer code Waifu to save. And again, remember, Lou Complex will be at Fanime Con. So keep that in mind. It's in Los Angeles. It's from, I believe, May 23rd to the 25th. Uh, I might have to double check that, but I believe that's correct. So check them out again. Tell, tell them Mike Check Waifu Waifu sent you. If you're going, we'll appreciate that. And the show is also brought to you by our Patreon producer. Shout out to our Patreon producer, D Prince, Monique Williams, and, and uh, Connor for supporting the show. We appreciate y'all. D Prince gave us our main topic for today, so I can't wait to talk about that. Um, but before we do that, we got some anime to talk about, and on the other half of the show, right after a break, we're going to review Kalanad and then talk My Hero as always. So we got a lot to look forward to this episode. Uh, before we actually start the anime talk, though, I do want to give special shout out to Legal Overdose because he gave us a really dope uh, after story podcast that we released to everyone on the podcast feed. So if you're listening to my check waifu waifu right now, make sure you check out the after story 22 featuring Legal Overdose two piece. It's awesome. It's incredible. It's a, it's a lot of good laughs in that episode. So I'm gonna go ahead and pimp that there. Uh, check that episode no. out. It's on that podcast feed. It's on the same podcast feed you're listening to this right now. So go check that episode out. We had a lot of fun with it for sure. <laughs> that episode was so much fun. It we appreciate it. Crazy man. good. Crazy yeah, he just brought good. the right energy, bro. Yep. That's all it is. <laughs> yep, it was perfect. So yeah, check that episode out. It was a lot of fun. Um, and when y'all do, tweet us, tweet at us, and let us know what y'all thought about it. Um, also, I'm ready to get this thing started. But first, I want to say, tell, talk your shit, bro. Talk your shit. All right. We're going to start off with how I feel about um, ID Invaded versus Darwin's game. So we know Polo and I have been battling about ID Invaded and Darwin's game. The first. I just want to say, Darwin's game had the second hardest episode of the anime season so far. And the only reason it's the second hardest episode of the season is because Fate Grand Order had the hardest fucking episode of the season. But let's talk about Darwin's game. Hello? I take back everything I said. That shit was fire, bro. <laughs> this shit is mad fire, bro. Oh, my God. Yo, like, that shit was great. I didn't expect number one. I didn't expect number one uh, clan or number one fighter to pop up. Me either. Bro. I didn't expect them to pop off like that. Like they had their whole clan in there, like, hey, let's let's put in some work. Now she wanna have kids by the guy. Um and that, you know, dude. <laughs> that episode was great. Um I will say in terms of like how like absolute like I was like 
Yo, that episode got me hype. It was one of the hypest episodes of the anime season. It was hyper than almost every episode of My Hero this season. Yeah, bro. Um, yeah, bro. And and um, the craziest thing was that, like, I will say, I still enjoyed ID Invaded's episode more personally, but I have to wait, give it to Darwin's game. Wait, that you, Darwin's you, game. you enjoy? So you still enjoy ID Invaded more? Yes, I enjoyed ID Invaded more because I think ID Invaded is more what I like. I'm just gonna say that. But Darwin's you. game, if I had to be objective, mm-hmm. like that shit got me hype. It was a better episode. Fate Grand Order had a better episode than Darwin's game and ID Invaded. But I believe that, and I'm not sh- shocked. I'm not shocked about that. Fate, I'm not, and, Fate and is I'm, fantastic. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> even talking about like just action based though. I'm talking about like overall, like how the how the plot changed entirely in Fate Grand Order. Oh, like okay. the storyline was just better too. Um, but I just think that's Darwin's not- game is it, it did. I, I have to I have to take back what I said. It'd be um, I invaded for sure this week, and actually that episode was like I kind of feel like what I had been waiting for from Darwin's game. Um, Dude. How many episodes ago did I tell you the exact fucking plot of ID Invaded? Like how many episodes? Because I call that shit. Like I it was, was probably like, it was probably three. <laughs> yeah, three episodes ago I called that shit. The moment I the moment I saw the way it was playing out, I'm like, I know what's gonna happen. Uh, spoiler alert for Dar- uh, for ID Invaded. So if you haven't finished watching ID Invaded, fast forward about forty five seconds. But I called it. I knew it was gonna be old dude because everything pointed to him being the guy from from Jump Street. From the moment they try to they put it on a young dude, I'm like, okay, yeah, well, now I know who John Walker is. And it was like, it was just, it was just whatever storyline they chose to lead us to John Walker, which was super good though. It's not like a bad show. The story they chose to lead us up to John Walker was good it was great but again idea invaded to me i feel is way more predictable than darwin's game because i have no fucking clue what's going to happen in darwin's game i i i i have to agree at this point right now right like like idea invaded to me like i don't know what's going to happen next necessarily because we still there's a lot of like plot we don't understand like why is dude doing this like what is the actual purpose of him doing this like why is he creating murder so there's still questions that we want answered right yeah but um i can give you a prediction on game, that too. i mean yeah we i mean because like like you said i think you already predicted it, that it's more like a psychopath idea where they're mm-hmm. using this to kind of try and figure out the future of like yep. how do we predict murderers and stuff like that how do we figure that out yep. which could be 100 true if that's the case then i mean Polo already got this figured out 100 <laughs> and we don't even need to watch anymore i am it. <laughs> but like I said, I didn't invade it. I do enjoy more than it's Darwin's good, game. Man. But Darwin's game has had that episode was superior to like the last three episodes of I didn't invade it Straight for up. sure. Straight up. Like that was everything I had been waiting for in Darwin's game. Um, that gave me the initial hype that I had when Darwin's game released. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, Darwin's game is fire. That's number one. It's going to be number one uh, anime of the season. And it's good. Um, it's something about some about the way it's fucking laid out, man. It's because you think you understand Darwin's game because I thought I understand it too, just like you did. Like I thought I understood what's going on in Darwin's game until Darwin's game come in with this whole crazy spin. I was not okay. I was expecting them to get away from her and that be the end of it. She was going to pop up every now and again. I was not expecting her to join the fucking clan. There are they are assembling the Avengers of this Darwin's game shit, dog. 
<laughs> well, like, I also I also love the idea that she was like, yo, um, like well, what he said was that if you're gonna betray us, I need you to like kill me first. Like yes. I need to be the first that you betray because the rest of my my clan needs to be safe, right? And it's like it's kind of like that 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 safety net, you know? And in her reaction. Like, yeah, I think I think she's actually legitimately interested in him and actually wants something more to do with him. Like she and said, she's I, trying to carry her family's legacy, bro. And she want to make sure he's the one to do it. And I thought that was super cool. So we actually got like some waifu interest here with like two different waifus fighting over our main character. And you know was, I love it. I'm dude. here for it, bro. I'm here for it. <laughs> dude, it's so good, man. It's, I get excited every time. Like I said on Twitter, I said this on Twitter, but ID Invaded is great, man. It's a great fucking detective show. Like, for real. Like, seriously, one of the great detective shows out right now. But it definitely solidified third place because, I again, I, f- I feel like I figured this sh- shit out like four or five episodes ago. And I, for- I told Tell about it like three episodes ago to podcast. I'm like, it's kind of like, it's kind of like predictable. Here's the only reason I won't put ID Invaded in third place because I'm a little stuck between Inspector and ID Invaded. Okay. Inspector, if they had done the pacing better for this episode, right? Mm-hmm. Because the last two episodes, we we agreed that the last two episodes of Inspector were slow. Mm-hmm. Um, if Inspector had done the pacing for this, like instead of drawing this out as long as they did, yep. because I I thoroughly enjoyed the um the understanding of like how they're how they're going with this episode and how they want to uh kind of like give us the idea that they're about to solve this mystery and yeah. make things work properly right i loved that but the issue was that and now we're carrying on into a whole other episode yeah. when you could have finished this off already you know two you episodes ago yeah and um that that's the only issue with the inspector episode right now is yeah. that like the pacing it seems like it could have been really good and they slowed it down a little bit too much. Like they could have just sped it up a slight bit more and it would have felt better. And, and to be honest, I still feel inspector for me a second, like for sure. Cause it, it's, it, cause when they get to the, to the battle, basically the battle of, of minds, I guess, if you will, yeah. it, it just, it sit with me, man. It sit with me so well, bro. Yeah. Now, I, now you, I have to say, like how I said with ID Invaded, I enjoy ID Invaded more than Darwin's game. I actually enjoyed Inspector more than I enjoyed ID Invaded. Like I, I was more hyped and I was yeah. more enthused and, and agreed more with Inspector mm-hmm. as an actual like series. Um, but if I had to be a, objective, I think that episode was just a little too slow. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. Man, it's my interest is peaked in both ID Invaded Darwin's game and, and, and Inspector. Um, I do got a uh, a random side animated I uh threw into my week this week that I wanted to discuss a little bit is I started Mob Cycle too. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm I'm already like on there. So what, what do you think? It's you fucking at? good, man. I got to episode. Uh, Eight? No, it's I don't know how these episodes are laid out because it's, it's basically part two of season one, but it's called Mob Cycle 2. So the continuation continues from uh, 18, I guess, if mm-hmm. you look at it like a 24 uh, episode series. I'm on 18 and dude, I'm loving this character pr- uh, progression, just like you said I would way, way back when, when I after I okay. watched Psychopath, I mean, Mob Cycle uh, 1. Mob Cycle you know, 2 is like the art 
and Mob Cycle 2 is so much better than Mob Cycle 1, it feels weird. Like, it feels like a completely it, different show. It looks the same, but it doesn't. Yes. It's, a, it's so weird. It looks the exact same, but it definitely, it looks like they got a few more dollars put into it. Yeah. It's um, so crazy. Which is very possibly the scenario, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, Mob Psycho, that's a whole other beast, bro. I, I thoroughly enjoy Mob Psycho, and I'm glad you watched it. We should talk about that. That'd probably be next one we rate. Yeah. If you want to. Um, yeah, totally can. Because, like, uh, I'm, I'm, dude, this fucking... The character growth in this show. Oh my God. I was not expecting it to go from what it was in season one. Cause season one was mad, just mad decent. Just mad decent. Just decent. You know? But this two already, I don't know how many I don't know how many episodes, uh maybe five episodes technically. Mm-hmm. It's just it just from my understanding, like, yo, this guy is taking advantage of me to Reagan being like I'm kind of taking advantage of him. Fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like to him recognizing like he's being this asshole and like when they split apart, man, this shit is just good, man. It's good. I'm, I'm not, I don't even, I don't even want to see the fights because I know when the fights actually start, it's going to be that crazy ass camera spin bullshit that they always do in the show. But like the storytelling alone is enough for me right now with Mob Psycho 2 that I'm enjoying it thoroughly. That's Expeditiously. Beautiful. <laughs> That's not even the same thing. I know what the fuck. <laughs> well, how did I even throw that in here? <laughs> hey, we, uh, Ti, if you want to sponsor us, we might. Uh, we, we'll talk about anime on your show hey, expeditiously. Yo, shout out to Blanime. They did an episode with uh, they call him J Rock the Pastor on uh, Blanime podcast, but he's all over Twitter and any Twitter. He's super hilarious. Give him a follow. Um, he sounds just like Ti, dude. Just like him, and that's why that's why I got that from my guest because he sounded like he should be sent talking about anime and saying expeditiously after everything. <laughs> it's hilarious, man. J Rock is a funny dude to follow on Twitter for sure, for sure. But yeah, now, Mob Two is great. The anime I want to talk about is the anime I said that had the best episode this week. Yeah, and of the season is Fate Granddaughter. Um, you know, I've been watching Fate Grand Order. I don't know if you fell off the train and if I, you stopped watching or whatever. So I didn't fall off the train. I caught up to the episodes that was like dubbed, and then I'm like, "Fuck!" You watch it dubbed, yeah, yeah. I gotta wait till it. I gotta wait till it's done. So I said, "I'm, I'm gonna wait till it's done." But it's so good. It's so good for me, even where I stopped. This episode had so many twists and turns. It brought back uh, so many emotions. Like um, there was just honestly. Like this episode felt like it deserved in a movie, a movie for this one episode. Ooh. Like it was just so much, and the animation was on point. Like I don't think, like this was the second most emotional moment of the of the week for me after finishing Clannad. Oh shit, that's dope. <laughs> like it, it just felt like, and I'm not gonna say it was like sad or nothing like that. Right. It's just it was there was so much going on yeah. that it made me feel things, you know, like. Like it was inspired and like sad and like I'm like willing to take a risk. All mm-hmm. of it. Like like Fate Grand Order just has those moments with like the battle with Tiamat. Like there's just too much to not like feel something for it. And uh, I actually I can't wait till it's over because I need to stop feeling all this. Like this is just <laughs> this is just too much. That episode was entirely too good for for everything I've been dealing with. So was it done? 
Uh, nah, it's still more to come. I think that was like episode, like, well, it's not even episode 18 or like that, I don't think yet. Oh, shit. Okay. So I know the dub is at 17, episode 17. Right oh, now. is it? Yeah. Oh, let me see what episode that was. Because it, it still has plenty of, plenty of time to go, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might have been episode, but there's still like, I feel like there's going to be like, it's probably 19 five. because I believe the dub's just two episodes behind the subs. Yeah, I'm not I, it, was, it was like I, yeah I think I think we might I might have to agree with that um, because Fate Grand Order is probably a cool 24 if I had to guess yeah no I don't need a special I don't need the movie there we go yeah that was episode 21 okay okay so three episodes back okay <laughs> Yeah, man, I can't wait to pick that back up again. I'm like, I got to wait till it's done because it kept leaving me like wanting more, wanting more. And I knew when I got to the episode where I was caught up, I'm like, fuck, I got to yeah. wait. You know, I got to agree with that. It just for real. Like I just I, if if I had three more episodes to watch, we wouldn't even be like doing this podcast right now. <laughs> I gotta, kept we got to wait a minute. Like this got this has to be finished. Fake Grand Order, honestly, like in terms of like seasons for mm-hmm. Fate this would probably be like my second favorite fate, you know, yeah. not including movie, not including movies or anything like that, but this right, would right. definitely be eligible of being like as good as like fate zero or fate stay night. Like I always say, always separate movies from this, just like the TV series, because those are completely different beasts and no, and those fucking fate movies belong in a league of their own. Like they're, they're God tier pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying it's so good it's so good alright so let's get into this topic of the show tots if you will so topic of the show today was brought to you by Deep Prince one of our Patreon producers aka at Kush by that Bush thank you so much for supporting this brother and he just had a birthday so happy belated birthday happy birthday bro you, you've been supporting this for a while now man we can't can, can't thank you enough. We may have to do something special for you, man. We appreciate you so very much. Kush by that bush. He gave us the topic of what do you think is or I'm gonna reword it. What is your favorite anime rivalries or rivals? So Tell say he has something for me on the after story. If you guys listen to that free episode, it's a bonus episode on this podcast for you. Check it out. Tell you said you had something juicy for me. What, what was that? Uh the sisters were the my favorite animal like rivalry in the sisters. Uh, yeah, Ryu and Q or R I R Y O U Ryu and in Q. This the sisters with the purple hair. They were my favorite like rivalry. I don't even know what that is. What are you and an after story? Oh, you talking about in Kalanat. Yeah. Oh shit. They had to me like cause like the one sister was like, yo, I like him. You just I don't want to, like, bro. I don't want to pursue him. The other sister's like, I like him, but I don't want to like take him from my sister. And they like the oh. whole time, like it seemed like the entire series they battling for it. Like, <laughs> oh my god! I just, I just threw it out there. That's not my. That's not going to actually be on my list, but that's what I wanted to say because, like, to me, it felt like impossible to not bring up after this yeah. week. Yeah, you just blew my fucking mind because it didn't even cross, dog. It didn't even cross. Wow, what a great one. You should add that to the list. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> they was they was battling for they for they dude, and you know we know how that turned out. That's but, wild because they was both crushing on them. 
But the older sister tried to get it for the younger sister because she always looked out for her younger sister. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, my God. No matter how much she wanted them. Yeah, you just blew my mind with that one. I didn't even fucking think about that. Because now so much other shit happened to Clint out that you... It's hard. Now, on top, on top of that, I have a... Uh, I have a, a list of three. I don't know how much Polo got. And then Thanks, I got, a, I got uh, three too. Oh, thank you. I have, a, I have an honorable mentions list too. Let's go. Just some honorable mentions. I'll throw the honorable, you want to throw the honorable mentions out after we get to our mm-hmm. first, before we get to our first? Yes, sir. All right. So number three on my list, you want me to start or you want to go first? You can start. All right. So number three of my personal favorite anime rivalries are Ippo from Hajime no Ippo. And then you have uh, Takeshi slash Ichiro um, Mukata, Murata, uh, uh, or Miyato. So basically those are, uh, Hajime no Ippo is a boxing anime. Right. Uh, Takeshi is um, a boxer from the Kanto region who was like, they caught on Rocky and he was like a crowd favorite. And when he lost the fight against um, Ippo, his entire town cried. Uh, it was honestly like ridiculous. Like I really love like Takashi yeah. uh, or Takeshi. Uh, not Takashi. We don't fuck with Takashi Six Nine. Uh, Takeshi. <laughs> uh, I really love Takeshi though because of what he represented. He was just like one of those people who just worked super hard yeah. and was super like passionate, right? Like people who just like are naturally good at things mm-hmm. is one thing. Like we like those guys, but they're like they're not as interesting as a guy who just actually works super hard and he's super passionate right. and loves the people he's with. Like one of the things that made me love his uh, his rivalry was that like the kids that he was fighting for, he wanted to win in the fight so he can win this money so he can buy them a PlayStation. Damn. And he lost the fight, obviously. Yep. So they said, look, next time you can't lose so you can win us that PlayStation because the kids understand how how tough that rivalry was for him. They care way less about that game station, the PlayStation, than they did when they saw him get knocked out. Mm-hmm. You know, they was like, yo, he lost. And like they shed tears for it because they didn't, the game didn't, didn't matter as much because they never thought he would ever lose from how, like, you know, that, that relationship. And then Miata is almost like that, that, that Sasuke versus um, Naruto. Um, Ippo, he never, he was never a fighter. He was getting bullied on in high school. Mm-hmm. In his first fight, um, he fights against Miata, who was trained by his father, who's a professional boxer. And he gets one good punch off on Miata and basically shakes him up so bad that his legs start shaking. He almost gets knocked down. Miata knocks him out, but it's still like, you know, it's that that initial rivalry. And that's the rivalry that drives the entire series that makes Hajime no Ippo what it is. Mm. I keep hearing so many good things about Hajime no Ippo. Between you and Javon, man, so many good things about Hajime no Ippo. But just, it's sports. Just gotta watch it. It's sports. Just gotta watch all two hundred and thirty episodes. I'm cool. Um, so so my third rivalry, you mentioned Naruto. I'm not, and it's not what you're gonna expect. I have to say it was probably one of the best filler arcs in the show out of the fifty percent fillers. <laughs> right. Hiroshima Senju and Madara Uchiha was the best rivalry probably in Naruto to me, period. It was so good. So fucking good, man. And that backstory between those two being the best of friends and it turning into what it turned into and the way they battle, they battle like Naruto and Sasuke did, but obviously a lot more fierce, even though that damn that last battle between those two was fucking fierce. But yeah. like, come on, man. Madara is my favorite, one of my favorite 
antagonist ever. And then Madara might it. just be the goat villain. Yo, he just might be the goat villain after what he did in that uh the Ninja War arc when he came back to like the basically the whole army. He's dope, man. He's one of my favorites. And probably one of my favorite voiced, like dubbed voiced uh uh villains too. It it fit him so well, man. Have you ever heard it? You've heard it, right? You have I've never heard it voice in English. Dude, bro. Pull it up, man. During the break, you got to pull it up and give it a listen. It's so fucking... He, he, he probably got an evil deep voice. Yes, man. It's so fucking daunting, dude. It's 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 nerve-wracking how intense it is. So that, I mean, obviously, for obvious reason, those two, it's, the way, how good they were as as far as like how, how close they were as friends and what it turned into and the way they fought, I think probably one of my favorite rivalries for sure. For sure. Okay. What's your, what's your number two, bro? Um, my number two is from Fate Grand Order, and it's Gilgamesh and Kingu. Yeah. Uh, just because like the actual like story and lore behind it, right? Mm-hmm. Like Gilgamesh is a half human, half god. Um, Kingu is basically a, a a being born of like mud by deities who created him. And he is the only one, like Gilgamesh has never considered himself able to be friends with anyone. And he, because he, he feels he's higher than the gods because he is human, because they have to, they depend on him to like maintain their stability in the heavens. But he's higher than the humans because he's part, two parts God. So it's like, he is above the humans and the humans can never reach his like level. Right. Mm-hmm. And Gilgamesh has this like, he he he's rightfully so he feels like he's better than everything in my opinion right and um he has shown time and time again in every fate series that why he is amazing um even if he loses he he shows why he's amazing um but he fights against kingu and kingu is the first person to actually uh come up head to head with him and actually not just be like completely overwhelmed and is able to like stand his ground against Gilgamesh and um, they become friends in, in their normal life. Lore, yeah. Yeah. And in, in their normal life in the series, you know, his friend dies mm-hmm. and he comes back again as Kingu after Tiamat, you know, brings him back. Yeah. And he is now um, essentially they have this rivalry where it still kind of co- coalesces into this like different kind of relationship with them. But I just, I feel passionate about it because like, I don't think there's anything better than a, an actual friend you can be a rival with, right? Yep. Like someone you know you love and who you can actually like relate with, mm-hmm. but like they're the reason that you keep pushing forward because you know that's your rival. You have to be able to maintain that kind of like uh, growth and relationship with them, and that's why I kind of I really like that relationship with them. That's between that's like uh, moderate the one we just did. I just did. It's perfect. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's great same one, exact though. same exact thing. Kind of. Yeah. That's a great one. That's a real good one because just from watching this is great Grand Order, right? Yeah, fake Grand Order. Yeah, yeah. Just from watching Grand Order, just a little bit I did see of that, of that rivalry they had is deep, man. It goes deep. And you can see it in Gilgamesh's uh like whenever he sees him, you can like it's just you Yeah, he's it. normally super quick to just dismiss everyone else. Exactly. But like he he'll hold his tongue for him. Mm-hmm. Straight up. It's real. So mine's come from uh, a slice of life, actually. 
Um, one of my one of my favorite slices of life. I don't I don't like to talk about this one because I just want everybody to watch it. But it's from Domestic Girlfriend. It's uh, it's between the sisters. Obviously, it's between Ryu or uh, uh Ru, Rui. I don't know how they say her name. It's either Ryu or Rui. Um, mm. and Hina uh, Tachibana. Okay. So for those of you who are not familiar with Domestic Girlfriend, the synopsis is basically uh, uh, Natuo Natuo Fuji. He's a 17-year-old high school student who has a crush on his teacher. He loves his teacher. He, he, he wants to be with his teacher. His teacher is a fresh, uh, I think, 18 or 19-year-old teacher. Like, she's just, she just started her teaching career at this high yeah. school. And he's like, he's 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 so in love with her. He, he only wants to be with her. And he finds out that she has a boyfriend. When he finds out that he has a she has a boyfriend, he goes out with a group of his friends. And his group of friends bring their group of friends from a different high school, and they all kind of meet up and do karaoke. Now he's like a former nerd type of dude, and like it's not great around public. Terrible anxiety, kind of like your boy Polo, where he doesn't like to be in public that often. When when he steps out of karaoke, one of the the uh, girls from the other school steps out with him out of the karaoke bar and they talking and they're having a conversation. They're like, yeah, this seems like something you're not really into. And like, they kind of like, they kind of like mesh because they kind of feel the exact same way about doing public stuff with these friends. They don't really want to be there, but they just there because you know, they're with their friends. They decide to leave the karaoke bar and go to the girl's house, Ryu's house. When Natuo gets to Ryu's house, they end up, having sex for the first time with each other because they feel like we're not going to have the ones we want or we're never going to have sex. So we might as well just do it with each other. They decided to have sex with each other. And after, after he leaves her house, everything is back to normal. His life is back to normal. He don't know. He's, he's just living his life. His father comes up to him and says, Hey, guess what, son? I'm getting married. The girl I've been seeing, we're finally getting married. They get married and they, move like the the wife move in with the father um and the wife brings her two kids one of her kids is Hina Tachibana and Ryu Tachibana those two are sisters the teacher and the young girl that he had sex with for the first time are sisters and now they all live together and that (laughs) that rivalry I'm not saying anymore that's all in the first episode by the way first episode so, <laughs> yeah. So you can only imagine what this this anime series is about. That rivalry between those two sisters is non-existent at first. It it oh god, it just goes into something that's so wild. So many twists and turns. It's like a episode of Days of Our Lives that are just like like they're trying to kill somebody off of Days of Our Lives or something like that. It's insane. The story is f- phenomenal. I really want to um, pick up the uh, manga after season one because I don't think it's going to get a season two. But gosh, it's phenomenal. This probably should have been my number one because that rivalry is intense. As an um, avid manga reader, I would have to say, brother, should <laughs> I should probably pick that up. <laughs> pick that manga up, my guy. Uh, so I'm going to go into the honorable mentions. Did you have any you want to mention before I go into honorable mentions? Um, I want to, uh, cause okay, we talked about the show, um, because at one point we were going to try to rewatch it for the show, like early on in our episodes. Mm-hmm. The show was terrible. We tried it; it's not good. But 
I gotta mention Inunasha and Shoshomaru. That rivalry between those two. You got Shoshomaru who was just a fucking drip senior, super cool headed, like chill dude. And you got his little right. brother Inunasha, and their beef goes back so many episodes of Inunasha that like you can't you can't ignore it. So that's definitely one of my honorable mentions. Like those two, it's wild. All right. Uh, so uh, I'm gonna say my honorable mentions, and I'm gonna say a couple from the Facebook group. All right? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, and actually, some of these people have some some of the same ones I have. But uh, I'm gonna start off with Ash and Gary. Um, they are my favorite uh, for a while growing up. Uh, but Ash and Gary from Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you got Spike and Vicious, uh, <laughs> which come on. And I mean, uh, Sanji and Zoro from One Piece. Paulo, you don't you agree uh, with that one too I much? I don't even know who that is. I know who Zoro got, is, uh, but I don't know who the other one is. Naruto and Sasuke, which used, yeah. And then Goku and Vegeta as honorable mentions. Like I said, these are just honorable mentions. They're not necessarily my favorite, but they are some of the favorites. And um, you even got Bash the Stampede and Knives um, as rivals too. So there's yes. some great anime rivals out there. So, you know, uh, when you listen to this, you can share your, your anime rivals with us. Just let us know what you think. But here's some from the Facebook group. Let's go. Um, my boy Alan Guff Pancakes on YouTube said, number one in my eyes is a tie. He says, Amu Ray and Char from Mobile Suit Gundam fought for an entire decade. Mm, damn. Who, what kind of rival you got to be to fight? For like, go hands for an entire years. 10 years. So. <laughs> and then... <laughs> Uh, Kazuma and Ryu, Ryo um, from Psycred or Psycryed, you know, S Cryed, yeah. I don't know how exactly I say it. They fought the entire show, and then Brandon Heat versus Bungie and Gungrave fought for the whole season. Yeah, yeah. And um, then he said Shizuo and Izaya from Durarara, because you know, with them in Durarara, they was on site every time they saw each other. Mm-hmm. It was here, <laughs> he gonna pull his knife and he gonna throw. <laughs> Some random thing off the street. And Yo, then, uh, that's funny. Uh, right. Kazuki Mito versus Papillion. And that's a uh, Buso Rankin. I actually don't know that one. Uh, but then Christopher Goodwin says Goku and Vegeta, Ash and Gary, Amura Ray and Shar, um, Yugi and Yugi Moto and Seto Kaiba. Hey. And, then he said, and then he said Tom and Jerry. Because <laughs> <laughs> we know it's on site when Tom and Jerry pop up. Yeah, right. Isaiah Pika said uh, the roadrunner and the Wiley Coyote. And then um, Philip J. Woodward. He hey. says his his favorite rivalry is Light and L from Death Note. <laughs> he said he, he loved every intense battle of wit, intellect, and physicality they had. Um, enough even to sit sit through the entire horrible love action movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he made a love action. Probably, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Best probably uh, the silly answer of Goku and Vegeta is such a long um, standing series with yeah. so much history. And to this day, they still haven't lost that spark. It was love at first fight, which is 100% true. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, my boy Joe, he didn't actually give us one. <laughs> he said, my favorite rivalries are when characters are competing with themselves and overcoming their own demons, which that's a great is, is epic um, until you become a uh, Black Clover and <laughs> your demons are just yourself and you, your whole series is is trash when it's animated. <laughs> okay. 
I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I like Philip J. Woodward's a lot. For sure. Yeah, that's that's it. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm gonna just tell you right now that that was my number one until I saw <laughs> Philip J. Woodward's, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna bring something different. I'm gonna bring something different. What you got? So my number one is between is between these two. You you may not know, not never know nothing about it, but that's okay. It's initial D. It's Takumi, and uh, I had to look up their names because I did not remember their names at all. Takumi okay. and uh, Keisuke, these two, oh my God, they throw down on the mountains, drifting down those mountains, dude. It's insane. It's oh, it's some of the best, some of the best like animated racing ever. Like it's just incredible. Like between those two, and even when Takumi. Um, like dogs him essentially because obviously he's the main character. There's still so much heat between the two of them that like you can't do nothing but like step back and just let them let them fight. It's such a heated rivalry that I just love it so much. I really want to go back and watch Initial D. It's just so many episodes of it that I just can't I can't find a time to do that. It's way too many episodes of Initial D, but it's so good. It's so good. It's so good. It's Tokyo Drift, the anime, man. If y'all haven't seen it, watch it. Those two are great. I love it. I'll probably give it a go. I don't know. It's hard too because it's old as hell. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't really care about it being old. It's just got to be good. It's so good. Um, it's so good. So my number one, which I just feel like I don't even know if I can bring up an anime rivalry without saying how good this one is, but it's Mugen and Jun. <gasps> oh, Mugen and Jun. Fuck. Shampoo. What I just color. love everything they have, bro. Like, to the last episode, like, they had respect for each other, but they was like, yo, I respect you so much that you have to be the one to kill me or we have to fight each other. Yep. Like, you don't know where their story's going to end between the two of them. Yep. And that series itself is so dope Fuck. that, oh, my God. Mugen and Jen, like, like Philip J. Whitworth said, it, it was love at first fight. <laughs> they saw each other. Was like, "Yo, are you one of those badasses that these dudes keep talking about?" And he like, uh, "Nah, I just killed those badasses." And he like, "Oh, bet, let's fight." They throw hands, and it's the, like it's like an even match. It's and you got you, completely two you, different styles of fighting, right? Oh, just clashing. It's so wonderful. Oh, and every time they fight, when that soundtrack play, when they fight, oh, dude. It's, and, and the thing is, is that like, if you even think about like, could you imagine this being animated now by like, mm. let's say you foldable mm. or even Studio Bones edit it like any studio editing, editing this show, except for Studio Periot, um, <laughs> <laughs> any studio ed- editing, editing this show would make this look so good that it's almost unbelievable. I couldn't agree with that more. I, we would just have to keep the same soundtrack. That's all I care yeah, about. Straight up. No, they wouldn't change that. Are you crazy? No. Because the dub for this was amazing. Yep. The the sub for this is amazing. Yep. The soundtrack for this in general is amazing. Yep. The animation for this is amazing. Yep. We might as well just go ahead and rate this show. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're about to play something from Samurai Shampoo this break. Let's go. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm. I just want to hear it. I just want to feel it. Oh, I love it. I love it so much, dude. That was a great one, man. Those are some great rivalries from the both of us. I would say. I have to agree for sure. Those are some some crazy ones. I got to yeah. check out Initial D now. 
it's real good, man. It's real good. It's real good. All right. So before we go into break, we brought a new idea every episode, even though, you know, we do this every episode. We kind of give recommendations every episode. But before the break, we decided to give a structured recommendation. And this is where we're dropping that at right here, right before we go to break. So for this week recommendation, did you start last week or was it me? I think I started last week, didn't I? I think uh, I might have. I don't know. I, I think I said, Tokyo, uh, what is that, Magnum 2, Tokyo 8? Yeah. I don't, I don't remember Magnum who started, but I'm going to just, we'll just go from here. Um, I'm going to start with, uh, oh, shit. To be honest, I wasn't ready. <laughs> it's okay. I'll go. Um, okay. So I mentioned this one in the actual uh, Facebook group. And wow, I'm actually, now I'm looking at it on um, Anyways, It's actually rated pretty high, too, which is kind of ridiculous. It's only 12 episodes, but it's the Unbreakable Machine Doll. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, basically, the entire anime is a tournament arc. Um, what it's about is essentially there is our main character who... Uh, he experienced some hardships growing up. And basically, uh, there's this machine doll. Like, the world is like teenagers with machine dolls. It's kind of like the blazer idea where everyone has, like, this sword or something. Mm-hmm. Um the dolls each doll is meant to work with each specific person and based off your like uh spiritual energy and whatnot and how it works um the combat and everything i actually think is really cool the concept of the show is really cool uh i think it's definitely worth watching especially for 12 episodes it's quick to like get through digest yeah yeah i think that once you get past like the first two episodes you're like in there and then there's a couple of scenes where like so his his specific doll the unbreakable machine doll is like a, a girl and she's in love with him because that's what her her machinery is. She's in love with him. But he has the only doll that's like actually got like the spirit and mind of an actual human being because it was made from a person. Mm. So uh, I would say it's definitely worth checking out. And actually, I think I'm going to watch it because <laughs> I enjoyed it. It just wasn't like I would not put it in my top 10, but it was definitely enjoyable to watch. There's some faults with it because it's just a 12 episode series, obviously. But it was definitely worth watching. Probably won't be a season two anytime soon. Just read the manga, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so mine's I, I got mine's now. Um, now I, it's so hard to talk about this one without like spoiling it. So I'm just gonna do my best not to say much about it. I know horror is a horror is a lot of people's least favorite genre. Okay, we talked about that on the after story. Well, no, we didn't even get a chance to touch on that. Mm-mm. But we did a poll to say which one of you guys is, uh, what are you guys' least favorite genre and your favorite favorite genre? A lot of people say horror. Horror. So, and their I'm, least favorite, yeah. Yeah, it's their least favorite. So, I'm going to suggest everyone here watch another. Another is insane. It's another 12 episodes uh, series. It's super short, but like, I talking about it will basically spoil it. So, I'm not even going to give, don't even read the premise. Just turn on another. You can watch it sub or dub. Okay. You can find it on Crunchyroll or you can find it on. Can you find it on uh, Funimation? I think it's just Crunchyroll. Yeah. Because the Sentai film works. So yeah, you can, you can find it on Crunchyroll. It's a crazy, crazy turn of event series that is really, 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 really good. Now it's only got a 7.6 on any list. Don't believe it. Number 37 in popularity for its genre. It came out in winter 2012, so it's a little bit older, but it's a series that I'm, I, 
I gotta I gotta recommend because of it's uh I guess you call it lore. And like it's crazy deep dark secrets. Watch it. It's pretty good. Another is pretty darn good. It's pretty darn good. So check that one out. All right. So let's roll into this break. We still got a lot of show left. Thank y'all so much for sticking around. But after we come back from break, we're going to give our mic check waifu waifu official rating of Clannad. The entire series. Clannad and Clannad after story. That's going to be something. And then we're going to talk my hero after the break. So I hope you guys are okay with this being a little bit longer episode. But it's juicy. So stick around. We'll be right back after this Samurai Shampoo joint. See y'all soon. Welcome back to my Check Waifu Waifu episode 39. A banger. Thank y'all so much for rocking with us. We appreciate y'all so very much. That Samurai Shampoo joint was, is, uh, again, incredible. That soundtrack, top of the line, top tier, tier for sure. Um, 
Go to teespring.com slash stores slash Mike Check Waifu Waifu. We just cut down a lot of prices on our stuff. Um, still get some high quality uh, merch and support the podcast. We appreciate y'all so much if y'all check that out for us. The link will be in the show notes. Check out our patreon.com slash Mike Check Waifu Waifu. Also in the show notes. Um, now it's time for us to rate Clanad. Okay. Now, I will be objective as possible because, yes, this is my number one anime of all time, but we do have a structured official Mike Check Waifu Waifu uh, review scale for this particular reason. So the way the review scale works is we take five categories, we rate them individually as individual people. So I give my own individual rating of these five categories. Tell gives his individual rating of these five categories. Then we average that score out from each of us. And then we put them together, and that is the official Mike Check Waifu Waifu scale. So the five categories are tell, if you do me the honors. Our categories are pacing, story, animation, sound design, and characters. Yep. So we're going to give our individual rating of all of those based off of Clanat, the whole series as a whole. So Clanat, volume one and two, and after story. Okay. Um, so first off, let's start off with our thoughts of the series as a whole. Tell, what did you think, bro? Uh, let's just talk about Clannad Volume 1 and 2 first. Okay, let's do that. My, my personal opinion is Clannad Volume 1 and 2 were superior than Clannad After Story. And I only say that because, like, I enjoyed it more. Absolutely. 100% I enjoyed Clannad Volume 1 and 2 entirely more clanad after story i fucking hated it mm-hmm. in general uh now i'm not i don't mean like i hated it oh i know i mean oh, i mean I like i hated it and like I, I will say the only issue i did have with clanad after story is that i feel like it could have been shorter because there's a there's some things i didn't necessarily care about in clanad after story mm-hmm. but there was something i cared too much about mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh so for me, Clannad, again, it's my number one anime of all time, okay? It's my number one anime of all time, and I'm combining both the after story and Clannad. The reason why is because no anime has done storytelling quite as good as Clannad did. As much as we both hate after story, but we don't hate after story. At least I don't. I don't hate it. Like, it's not a bad show. You want to watch it. You want to keep watching it, but you just fucking hate it because it's so full spoilers. Dreadful. It hurts. I one hundred percent hate it, and it's not because it's bad. It's because it literally is my worst nightmare. It hurts so fucking bad, man. It crushes you. It literally season one builds you up. It builds you up so well. Season or uh, after story tears you the fuck down in every possible stretch of the imagination okay so for those but it didn't it didn't start off like that though you know yeah like it did not start off like that it was the greatest like i thought the whole kuko thing was gonna be the the saddest part of the entire series because nothing else to me was sadder than the kuko part in the beginning like i was like yo that that is horrible and we didn't didn't even really get like a real resolution like was kuko dead we didn't get a real resolution of that um we did Kuko or Fuko? You mean Fuko, right? Fuko, yeah, yeah. yeah she, okay. she, she wasn't like, we didn't get a resolution of whether or not. Well, um, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I see what you're saying. 
And then, uh, but in after story, so I just, and I, and I just, I'm going to be real. I'm going to be transparent. Because that's what we do here on Mike Check Wife and Wife Food. That's why y'all come here. I cried. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I don't what? cry for shit. I literally, I don't cry for nothing, bro. You're, you're not like, a human if you don't cry for Clannad. It's you're just not it's, human. It's nothing, like, it's nothing you can do to make me cry, but Clannad yeah, did it. I know. And, um, <laughs> I, I, I walked into the room and I, I, I'm going to be real. Like, I was literally, I was literally crying uncontrollably. Yeah, uh, yes, bro. And um, Monique is like, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, "No." And I tell her like, she had the baby and she died. And I'm like sitting there crying. Mm-hmm. And and she is like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "She had the baby and she she died." Mm-hmm. And Monique is like, "In the anime?" And I'm like, "Yes." And she's like, "Oh no!" And she starts hugging me. And she's like, "I know that's your worst nightmare because Monique and I have already had this talk. It's okay. the only reason I'm I'm like." scared to have babies like because that is literally my biggest fear like i don't want that to happen to losing, my wife i love losing my, your i wife. love i love my wife so much and like that in my mind is like that hit me because it felt like reality like like and she's like that's not our life i'm like but it could happen yep you know like it literally could happen it happens every day to different women and i'm just lucky enough to have a woman that it doesn't happen to and i'm very happy about that mm-hmm. but it scares me so much and then it just gets worse for my guy like <sighs> so this again man this storytelling is so good man the show is written so well but so harsh at the same fucking time so Kanad again, Kanad, volume one and volume two, it literally builds up this beautiful story, these beautiful characters that you just come to actually love, that you come to care for because they're just sweet. They're just sweet people, you know? Then you get into after story and it continues to build it up. Uh, uh, Oh my God. Nagisa gets sick and she missed an entire school year. And that hurts. That sucks, man. Because you wanted her to graduate with everybody. You feel our main character pain. Like, I just want to be with her. Like, I don't, I don't want to do, I just want to be with her as much as I possibly can. Like, I felt for him literally the entire show. I know you said at first, when you first started cutting out the first 12 episodes, you didn't like our main character. I fucking loved our main character, dude, throughout the whole show. Because he was just, it was just so real for me, man. He, he grew up, had trouble with his father. Me too, you know. Mm-hmm. He struggled through to through high school. Like he was the delinquent. Me too. Like you know what I'm saying. Like all of this shit, I kind of related to, kind of like closely. And uh, I just felt every last bit of it, man. I, man, maybe we should just get to the fucking rating. But like, I do want to talk about how <sighs> Naziga and I, I forgot. I, I fucked up her name. Nagisa. Nagisa had the baby and died. Okay. Then as Tell said, it continued to get worse because his daughter, come to find out, had the same fucking sickness. Right as he begins to understand like how how fucked up he was being to- towards her, which like <clears throat> you you think to yourself, okay, there's nothing in this world that'll have me act like almost basically completely ignore my daughter for five years. But like as close as he was to Nagisa and to lose her because of the daughter that he 
thought about not having in the first place because of this situation. Like, you kind of feel for him in a situation, too. But, like, uh, it's just, it was all so hard. Because you don't want to, you don't want to, like, you want to have sympathy for that because it's your daughter. You must love your daughter. But you can't, like, be mad at him for not being there for his daughter. I, I don't know, man. It's a tight, one of the things, tight spot. One of, yeah, one of the things I always say is that, like, uh, as as I always say, like, I'm not, like, a, a Christian or anything like that. But you know how, like, in Christianity they say your spouse comes before your children. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm, I don't want to, like, think, like, hey, my kids don't come first. But, like, I love my wife so much that, like, if anything, like, I would put her first on every scenario, like, if it came to her being hurt. Obviously, if my children are, like, in a scenario where, like, I can save them, my wife is capable of taking care of herself, I'm going to take care of my children first, you know, kind of deal. But, like, my wife is always the first thing that comes to my mind because when I think of her, I think she's got the kids, right? She's going to take care of them. I need to make sure she's okay. And this series, honestly, just hit me entirely too fucking hard. Like, it it fucked my life yeah exactly man it was the, again imagine this being the first anime because you've watched anime before that that caused you to have these feelings right like you had some feelings for some anime before but back yeah but not like this yeah. like this is this is a whole <laughs> different kind of feel yes. like yes but back then man i had no i had no reference point I had no idea these feelings were even possible in anime because, again, all I watched was Dragon Ball Z, Full Metal Alchemist, fucking, I mean, Avatar even, even though that's not, that's American made. But still, like, it's, those anime were like, I wanted to see shit go down. I wanted to see the fights. Even, (laughs) shout out to Gov Pancakes, aka Alan, for mentioning Shaman King, because I was even watching that shit and enjoying it. Like, it, all the, all these shows that I just watched, like the fighting in and that's all I knew. That's all I knew was the action-based anime. And then this is popped up and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna give it a chance. <clears throat> I gave it a chance and it broke me. It completely changed my whole viewing of anime. How I, how I watch characters develop. Like I never seen anything like development, like in Clannad, like the way these people grew. Nah, bro. I'm gonna need you to stop giving anime a chance. I'm gonna need you to never do that shit again. <laughs> you never do that shit again, bro. Never again. That shit broke me, man. All right, let's that get into the. That was that was harsh. <laughs> that, that was harsh, bro. Like, oh, oh god, that's so funny, man. I, like for real, the ending to me was like, I mean, okay, but like, bruh. <sighs> yeah. All right. And all right, Polo. So our first uh, segment of our rating scale is pacing. Polo, what do you think about the pacing for this show? So after rewatching it, um, this pacing, God, it's going to be so hard for me to be objective here, but the pacing was good, man. It was good. When I first watched it back then, I felt like it was boring. I was wrong after rewatching it. I was wrong. I enjoyed it from the moment it started. And I say that because like I, I came into this one knowing that we were going to review it. So I came into it with a clear head and I just focused on how each episode went. The way the episode, like the way the episodes flew, it flew well. It flew like the structure was well done. Now, if I was watching it week to week, it, I probably would think different. But I mean, this, this show came out in 2008, so I can't go off of that. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, gotta you go off, I binged it. So I don't know, man. I 
I'm going to have to go with a uh, 9.5 with the uh, pacing. The only reason why I go with a 9.5 is because there were some situations in here that, like Tell said, that you didn't quite need. But then I still feel like they were integral to the story. I don't know, man. I'm a 9.5 guy. I'm a 9.5 it. So, um, I feel you on that. And I'm glad you agree with me on the whole idea that there were parts that you didn't really need. Yeah. Um, I, like I said, for the beginning, I think the the first 24 episodes, the pacing was almost perfect in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Uh, I, there was only slight parts in this, in um, after story I didn't like for pacing. Uh, so I'm also agreeing that it's a 9.5 on yeah. pacing. Uh, because... Uh, remember, is after it, story was just, only- yeah there's just things i didn't necessarily want in after story but none of it felt like really out of place you know like yes that's even when it started off with like the baseball game and stuff like that it was like it felt like it was still giving us happy moments and stuff like that into like hey i'm gonna fuck you over later so but like but that that baseball episode um this was before they was doing this like like frequently back then Think of that baseball episode. If you just think from a mindset of that episode was episode zero. Because remember, it's coming from the point of a new, completely new season. So it's introducing the characters one by one by doing this whole baseball thing, like this baseball art. You know what I'm saying? You got to know every character in the show that they gave backstory to in the show. Because not, don't, oh God, yeah, we got, I'll, I'll save it for when we get to the next category. I'm just going to let you know I already got my scores down. So no matter what you say, my scores will always be the same. Oh, that's dope. That's a good idea. I just, just want to make sure you know that. I don't know what your scores are. Uh, they come so you want me, Yeah, you want me to lead, uh, lead with my next score? Yes, sir. So the next score is for story. Um, I'm just going to be upfront. I think Clinette's story is a 10. Straight up. Um, that straight up there's just from from the original clan ad volume one and two, uh all the way up to apple story the story itself is a 10 mm-hmm. um like i started to understand that each each moment like where things were changing there's usually like different doors opening for our main character to kind of see like where his history or where his reality might have led if he had gone this way yes and oh god um, yes, yes. I, I'm super thoughty that uh, Nagisa couldn't be here for it. Well, but I, she could be here for it, but he couldn't be with Nagisa. You know? Okay. So I don't. All right. You watched all 22 episodes, right? 24, well, 25. It's the, so so plus the OVAs, and it's 22 yeah, in the yeah. base show, and then like three more uh, OVAs. So the end. Is basically a happy ending. It's an happy ending. It's a happy ending. They brought in these these uh, supernatural elements throughout the entire show. Yeah. From episode one, dude. From episode the one. The fantasy world. The fantasy world, dog. That shit carried throughout the entire show. That fantasy. It was. It was. It was um. What, what's the word I'm looking for? Metaphor for exactly what happened at the end. If you if you are a good person, if our main character. If you are a good person and you have the heart of of purity, basically, you can have any wish granted, any wish granted. He became that person when he forgave his father, when he said to his father, listen, I love you and I thank you for everything that you've done for me. Even though it even though it wasn't the happiest life, you tried your best because of that. He was able to then have his wish, 
right when uh, uh, right when the little one died, he had his wish of being back with Nagisa and his little one. And that ending, like that's that that what made that's what made me cry the hardest. Besides, like when Nagisa died, and then when like when it all ended, and it basically replayed the life of and them being together, that made me cry the hardest. That oh. that part to me was like I I just was happy that they were back. Oh. You know, dude, like that's how I felt about that. It wasn't necessarily that part didn't make that. I was just happy. You know, like I you know, you might cry happy tears. tears. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't actually cry for that. I was just like, let's fucking go. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was hyped. Um, but I felt like they had already fucked my soul so much that yeah. I was like, no, I'm with you. They about to take them. They about to take them back. They about to. Yeah. Yeah. Episode no, twenty three. They gone. That's how. That's just. Because <laughs> you thought it was like yeah. maybe a dream or something. They gave me trust issues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. That's <laughs> funny as fuck. They gave me trust issues, bro. I was oh like Oh my god, that's funny. I was, I was like, this ain't it. They about to take it back. They about to take it all back. <laughs> For real, that's how I felt, bro. Oh, I feel you. No, that that makes sense. That makes so, sense. So I'm assuming you agree with the story being a ten. A hundred percent. Without a doubt. Like d- d- I mean, again, from the subliminal storytelling they did with the, the uh, parallel worlds and the, the little hints they dropped of the parallel worlds or the little hints they told of that that what Konami and her family knowing about the parallel world yeah 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 they also dropped hints of the um the whole you know if if you have a good heart thing you know you get whatever wish you want they with they, uh what's this dude the, the the blonde haired dude yes they always drop these little snippets that you you didn't pay no attention to because the rest of the story were so was so potent. You know what I'm saying? It was so in, in your face that you forgot that they even mentioned these things subliminally throughout the entire series from season one. Yo, that part was fucking sad too. Yeah, yeah, dog. Yeah, I, I hate this show. <laughs> why you? Why did you make me watch this? Now I'm gonna have this in my mind whenever I'm watching. Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm so fucking harsh when it comes to these anime, man. These, uh, no, there's if this character development, i.e., is that the next category? Uh, next character ca- category is animation. But if you want to talk about characters, let's go to characters because it's a perfect segue. No fucking sh- anime does storytelling with his characters the way Clannad does it. Because everybody got their shine, bro. Every side character from how many side characters? Like seven side characters. They got their their shine. Maybe except for our best friend. Our best friend didn't get as much side character, but they even gave it to like the the, the lady that owned the dorms. That what you the, mean? The, the blonde haired dude. They didn't give him much side story. He got a ton of side story. Did he? He oh, got a whole his life. sister. His yes. sister. I'm tripping. See that. What are you talking about? Boy, let me karate chop you in the head. What are you talking no, about? You're right as fuck. Because that, that <laughs> they was ain't get no side story. Because they were beat like him and his best friend was beefing because of that. Yes. Yes. Because they the thought that he was dating her and he was he was just playing because he wanted him to like react and he didn't react. Tell me these Come on, bro. Tell me these oh, man. Well, I read it just a, I read it just a ten. Same. <laughs> so tell me, these characters wasn't a ten from everybody having their backstories, especially, especially our girl. Oh, what's her name with the violin? Kodami. Kodami. Especially Kodami, man. That shit was dark and sad too. Cody was Kodami was my favorite. That she was. 
she was my favorite. And I mean, Nagisa is a close second. Yes. For real, like if I had to say in terms of who I wanted him to be with, I wanted him to be close to me. I didn't want him to be with Nagisa because she brought me too much heartache. Um, But she was so sweet though, dude. Nagisa was a good girl, man. Nagisa broke my heart and I can't, she was too, too much. Her family was amazing. Incredible. So accepting. Too much. No. And then, where the fuck did they go? They just, <laughs> they, they just left me. They just like, hey, yo, don't get your kid, bro. No, they didn't really do it like that. I'm no, just it, it was genius. Absolutely it was. That's how, that's how they needed him to get like, hey, like, you need to be with your daughter. Yep. But, um, yeah, uh, uh I wanted I liked Fuko and Kodomi more, but I didn't want him to be with Fuko, obviously. No, I just wanted I just wanted Fuko to be okay. Fuko was like my favorite character in general. Yeah. Just because I just wanted Fuko to be okay. Like they I felt so many things. Fuko's arc outside of Nagisa's and and after story was literally the best. Like like let's be real. Like in terms of actual story, Nagisa's made everyone feel the most. Like Nagisa's story was like a punch in the chest. Mm -hmm. Uh Fuko was at first like and this is this might be a real punch for you. It could be. It ain't got. An, it ain't gonna be a too hard. Or it ain't gonna be a super heavy punch. But this is gonna hurt a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's the one I was like, oh, this show is a show show. <laughs> this ain't a. This ain't a show. This is a show show. This is a. Um, oh let me hit God. you with the. Uh, hey, fuck you, little bro. We gonna watch this. That's that's what the show did to me. And this is a show show, Bucko. <laughs> yeah, right. That's what I felt. Dog, listen. The dorm. The dorm mother's fucking story was so good with the cat and everything. Like when you figured out who the cat was and how that, I, I felt for her too. I'm like, damn, why do I feel like she could be a best girl? What is going on here? I loved when he was like falling asleep and the cat kind of said, you can make any wish. And that's where they passed it off to him. Yes. That's how you know, like he passed it off to him. You have to be the person to pass it off. So he was like, I was able to make my wish come true because of I fulfilled this this way. Yes. Right? Like, I'll always be with you and I'll always love you. That was awesome. And you kind of got that feeling that she knew the cat was him. Yes. Um, But, and and I knew as soon as he popped up, was like, yo, he died. Like, you know? Like, that's why he's here, because he died. Like, you know. You, like, this show is, was already too sad for that not to have been a scenario. Yeah. So, what's great about that is, like you said, I don't know if you noticed, but the cat, when he's told that story, he passed it on to our main character. Like mm-hmm. he, the main character, our main character from that point on that this, I mean, and she's like a side side character. She wasn't like a, even just a side character. She was a side side character, but her, that, uh, that backstory that was given with her was the most important story throughout this entire series because that cat, when he told, uh, uh, our main character, what's his name again? I want to, Economy, our main character. Oh, the cat dude. No, our main character, Toya. Toya, right? Oh, Tomoya. Tomoya. Yeah, yeah. So Tomoyo, when that cat gave that story to Tomoyo in a dream, he basically oh, okay, passed. Okay. Yeah, it don't really matter. <laughs> he passed that that one that wish thing to him, and he was just holding it the entire time, didn't even realize it. Just wild, man. Just wild, man. He just didn't have the heart for it. I'm done. I'm done with this show. Characters. Yeah, I ain't never. I'm. I'm never watching it again. It's a ten, straight up. Uh, characters. I knew you heard character ten. Animation. What do you think about the animation, brother? Man, dude, it would look good minus the eyes. The only thing, if you if you look past the eyes, uh, 
Gov. <laughs> I, I said the same thing about the eyes. I know you're listening. If you could look past the eyes, man, every other animation beat was phenomenal. I'm going to go with a nine. But I, the same thing, when you said those eyes, those are the same thing that was going to stop me from, from watching at first. But then I'm like, you know what? I'll just keep going. I'll just keep going. That's what I kept saying to myself. Wow, oh, the eyes are a little, ugh. but I'll keep going. But it was beautiful, man. It was beautiful. For a show in 2008, too? Are you kidding me? I think you might not like my rating. No, no. Oh, yeah. Hey. So, you know, I didn't like the eyes. Yeah. Um, at all. I thought that was the, the wonkiest bug eye shit I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. I gave Clanada 10 in animation. Um, wow. Because I thought the animation itself was amazing. The animation the, was gorgeous. The eyes didn't turn down the animation. Like, the, the eyes were part of the style, right? Yeah. yeah. So, like, in my opinion, like, that, that doesn't drop the animation, in my opinion. Like, the yeah. the way the, the characters flowed, the way the background fit in with the entire show, Ooh, and, like, like even like when the when the when they were saving the trees and you see all the the the, the leaves and stuff in the background, oh, like shit. The, the animation for the show itself was amazing. Yes, the eyes were trash, but that's more stylistic. That's stylistic. I don't think that's, that's not animation. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think the animation was trash. I think how they animated with the eyes, like you know, that's like me saying, "Hey, uh, my hero, I'm gonna draw his hands like this." If yeah, they draw yeah. the hands, how the the, the illustrator originally drew the hands, that's not really bad animation. What no. it is, is that's the stylistic choice, right? Yeah, so animation-wise, I think Clannad actually had, they did a great job with the animation. Um, the coloring, everything, yeah, how yeah. smooth it was, how how it felt. Um, uh, I, thought it yeah. a, I thought it was a 10. Take me up, bro. Take me up. <laughs> oh, you okay. Sold, you sold me, bro. You must sell cell phones or something, man. I don't know what's going on. You know, I, I sell smart home, cell phone, appliances, computers, <laughs> TVs. What you want? I'm I'm just an idiot, bro. I'm an idiot because you're absolutely right. Like the eyes are just stylistic, but the show was gorgeous. Like they had, they even had, like even in the uh, parallel world, the parallel the world was, was a completely different animation style. It was CGI. Yeah. This was gorgeous, man. Yeah, like, and and I loved like because like the girl she wasn't completely CGI, yep. but like our uh, robot was CGI, and like even his motions seemed like you could you couldn't tell if he was being moved or he was actually moving himself, and then you would see him like like for instance when they got put on the uh, the teeter totter thing, right? Oh yeah, he yeah. Had put on teeter totter. He didn't quite move it immediately because they moved his hands on it, and then he kind of like slowly moves his head, showing like, and he's narrating and like. I don't know, bro. It was, it was, oh. I thought the animation was smooth, perfect. Yep. Uh, the way they transitioned it was great. It was gorgeous. Uh, yeah. That's, I, mean, yeah. I didn't see any defects in the animation, Neither. in my opinion. Neither. That's it was what like, made me say this is trash. Like, shit wasn't even, like, not one scene was shit drawn cheaply. Yeah. Oh, the cherry blossoms, dude. The cherry blossoms was the background on my PC for a long time. When it was, <laughs> it was so when gorgeous. it was. When he was fighting, oh my god, like, yeah, dude! The transitions on the on the camera and stuff when he was fighting, I was like, "Is this a fight anime? That, is this a, is that, a spice of life?" That whole gang story, dude. Yeah, oh, like we gang gang or what? Like, old girl had the like. So, like, even when she popped up, old girl had the scarf on her her head. Yep. That shit looked like she was like tuxedo mask in the darkness. Like she about to come up. And, you know, I'm, I was like, "Hey, that's dope!" Like it looked good, and then she ran, and you know, they're like, "Hey, what are you doing?" It, it was good. It, I thought that was dope, uh, so I gave it a ten. Yeah. Uh, so our final segment, Polo, you lead in this one. 
sound sound design. Oh no, actually no. I, 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 okay, you gave sound design a ten. A hundred percent, dude. This fucking soundtrack. I listened to it in my car back when I first when it first dropped. I listened to it in my car back then. Mm-hmm. That's how much I enjoyed the sound design. Everything. I mean, we played like a remix version of Roaring Tides a couple of episodes back. That shit is fire. <laughs> like the the transition music or the sad music when that came on. Oh my dude. Oh, it it you feel something every single time music that music plays in this show. It's a 10. It's wonderful. Yeah. It's wonderful. Even the dubs is good, dude. Come on, man. Alright. I did listen to the dubs and I listened to the subs. The dubs is good, man. It's so good. I, I did all of after story and dubs, by the way. Yeah. What you think? Um it was, it was pretty good. I, I do think I, I would have liked it more in subs. Man, uh, I don't know, man. In terms of sound design, I gave it a nine. Okay. Uh, but I don't think that there was anything like actually like wrong Beautiful with the, the sound, soundtrack. I just wanted something a little bit more, right? Because it felt like they were cycling like the same four, like four songs or I so. I see what you said. And it wasn't that that was bad, but they, they, like they changed it up from from it was like a violin at one point, it was a piano yeah. at one point, it was an acoustic guitar at one point, but it was a, essentially the same transition music. Throughout yeah, and, and in the moments of, the of action, there was still never really like an action playlist or soundtrack. There's more like, hey, we're fighting, and we're still gonna play like the sad songs in the background. Uh, so like, so I'm I'm gonna give it a nine on sound design. Not that it was bad. Like I said, obviously a nine is really good. I might have to see the soundtrack. Hey, we can do that. I love that. <laughs> it's so good. We can do that. But yeah, that is our official rating. Oh my God. This is going to be a little, a little okay. crazy for a while. So while he tallying out those scores, I just want to say, if you haven't watched Clannad, what slice of life, I mean, like, if you don't watch Slice of Life, period, you have to watch Clannad. I mean, we just spoiled the whole entire fucking thing, so maybe not after you hear this, but the show is one of the goats, man. It's one of the goats. Oh, I love it. Hey, Holy I'm going to do this now. So, uh, also, shout out to our friend Killswitch, Killswitch815. Uh, apparently, he's starting a podcast, an anime podcast as well. Let's go. Hey, let's go. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. It's an anime podcast. It's called Otaku uh, IRL. So, you can follow him on Twitter at Otaku underscore IRL. Give him some love. He's a good dude. I'm definitely going to give it a listen. We in there. For sure. Man, Kanad, bro. So. Both me and Tell don't cry, by the way. We don't cry. No, I fucking cry. Fuck this shit. <laughs> I cry. <laughs> like a motherfucker. Hey, yo, I'm a little, I'm a little pointed. So, but it, no, the show really hit be, like that. Yeah. I'm a married man, so that that really hit me hard. Yeah. Um, so, was a nice uh, guy we never cried. check. We especially at that time, like, come on, at that age, bro, ain't no reason. No reason. So I know if you cry, I would have cried. <laughs> um, the official mic check, waifu waifu rating for the show, Clannad is a nine. You're gonna do oh. individuals like what was uh, mine and what was yours? Or did you get rid of it? Oh, uh, yeah, uh, no, no, let, all right, let's do that. Let's do that. Let's do that. We'll do the individuals. Yeah, yeah. We already know it's gonna be a high ass score anyway. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Polo, you rated it. 
because you know you polo and this is your show. It's your show too. Wait a minute. <laughs> actually, oh, you talking about Clint? Clint, yeah, Clint is my show. Funny enough, I rated it lower. You rated polo rates Clint at a nine point nine. Yes. Yep. 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 And. <laughs> That sounded about right for Polo. That sounded about right. <laughs> I love this fucking podcast, dude. <laughs> and I rated Clanad a 9.7, which means that Clanad goes up on Mike Check Wife Wife, who has the second highest ranked anime that we've watched as a 9.8. Let's go. I'm okay with that. Oh, I love this show so much. I love I love Kanae. I love my check waifu waifu the anime podcast. I just love this all. Yeah, it's just <laughs> Kanae is just really good, and I'm I'm so happy they got that rating. It it deserves straight up, straight up. Damn, right. it's it's almost a, it's almost sad we got to talk about something else. I know, else. I know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I guess we should transition. What a segue over to my hero, my hero. Um, so what was this episode? Uh, like twenty one. Okay, twenty one. Episode twenty one of my hero. We finally got to see uh, full spoilers. This is the part of the uh, podcast where we talk my hero and we spoil everything about it, just like we did with Kanab. But this time we're spoiling the most recent episode of my hero, and this is episode twenty one. So if you haven't watched it yet. Just turn it off and come back next week. We love you. Um, yeah, so damn, my hero, bro. This episode so, was fire. I'm actually surprised you think that. I liked it a lot, man. We finally okay, so the way they did the story in between um the fight for this one was just a just a tad under perfect. Just still a little bit too long. Still gave us a little bit too much. It should have gave us more fighting with between the two, but it was a tad under perfect because it was ex- it was an explanation of stuff we haven't seen. You know what I'm saying? Like we haven't seen all yeah. of it. We haven't seen you know him uh, learning the like all the dance moves from what's her face, or we haven't seen you know exactly how to use the finger the airwave or whatever the fuck a hundred percent. Yeah. Like we haven't seen all of that. So those little snippets implanted into like him, like remembering exactly, you know what I'm saying? Him yeah. remembering exactly how he can utilize this to help destroy the, uh, the gentleman or how airy yeah. felt about the fucking festival and how he is driven to stop drip senior. You know what I'm saying? Like it just was, it was better, but it was still too much. It was still drip too se- much. Drip senior is the highlight of this. Of this episode. And he's been the highlight yeah. in the last two episodes, even though we haven't really seen him until this one, right? So Drip Senior shows up and he does this thing. Yep. He's like, yo, I'm here for a reason. And, he, and the thing is, is, this is what I think about Drip Senior. He is not a villain in terms of like, he's here to cause true problems. He, and I think, is more like on the level of Hero Killer Stain, where he has a... Uh, an opinion about how the society is working Mm -hmm. and he wants to change that. He wants people to be good for good, right? Like he's not really being villainous. Like we said, we said this before he was stopping companies that were doing things like 
polluting food and selling like food that was harmful to the community like not as in like harmful as in was killing them but harmful as in was like making them overweight or anything like that he was doing things that were like it would have been villainous to the to society in terms of like government wise but not in terms of society wise yeah and i in my mind is that really a a villain or is that like a vigilante you know like you know vigilantes aren't accepted Right, exactly. And that's why his name is so perfect for him. Gentle Criminal is the perfect name for this particular person because that's exactly what he is. He's a gentle criminal. He's not intentionally trying to hurt people. Like when when the beam was falling, he said, I know I would have I would have stopped it from hitting the guy. Like I wouldn't dare done that. But I know with you being a UA student, your obligation is to is to save the people. But like I got to go. I got something I got to do. I got a plan. I got to move. I got moves to make. So let me go make these moves. But let me tell you the best, my favorite part about this episode. My favorite part about this episode is when they met. When they met and 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 everything came back to Deku. Like his mind started rushing. Like, wait a minute. Huh. I, I know that I know this voice. I know this. Like that whole that whole interaction between uh, Drip Senior and Deku was probably one of the best of the uh, is as strange as the sound of the season, but even though it was like what maybe fifteen seconds, the battle in their minds that was going on was just amazing. And the way Deku turned into Deku, he turned into a hero right then and there. Like I'm not, I gotta stop this guy. I know he plans yeah. to do something harmful, not necessarily harmful, but that's that's his mindset going into this. Yeah. You plan on doing something that's gonna stop UA from having this yeah. grand old time everybody worked so hard for. Exactly. Deku's action was to stop that because he knows that if he goes into UA and sets off the alarm, yep. essentially what's going to happen is the school's going to get shut down and Aerie's going to be sad. So yep. it's like, it's that continuation of trying to trying to bring Aerie in and make Aerie happy not as only, a character, right? Not only that, but every uh, the hard work that all those other students are doing for this festival. Like, they're, yeah. they're busting their ass right now. And then you also have the fact that it is the first time that Midoriya truly gets to act as a hero outside of like an actual hero training event yeah, right yeah, yeah. like so they were at like the camp next time he last time he fought someone 1v1 you know uh as an actual like hero without any other heroes around yeah last time then then they you know he fought overhaul but he had help there he had stuff going on there that helped him mm-hmm. this is first scenario 1v1 where he has to make the proper calls by himself as a hero Mm -hmm. and i think that was one of the most impactful parts is that like this is deku showing he can be a hero in both like physicality like physically and and, in mental right um his mentality as well so what did you like about the episode because you don't seem as high on it as i do they're taking too much time they're still taking too much time yeah because it's 21 you're right like i i get it though because like i said i know where it's going to end I just know like how they're gonna do certain things, and I feel like this means that corners are gonna get, are gonna get cut in the future. But mm. what I'm what I'm most hype about is seeing um, La Brava's quirk in action. Mm. You already know it. I don't know what it is yet. Dude, you gotta guess. I'm not gonna say nothing, but you gotta guess. Absolutely not. I have no fucking clue. Right. No. Fucking I'm gonna tell you. What, I'm gonna tell you what Connor said to me. What he thought it was. He said that he thought that they gave a hint at it. Um, I'm just gonna tell you he's completely wrong. He said they gave a hint at what her quirk was and that um, as soon as she uh, met uh, Gentle, she said something about like, I hacked into the system and found you, you know, and I came here because I love you and I'm your biggest fan. And I was like, like, you missed the entire hint. 
and you know she's not a ha- professional hacker. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't. But I don't see the hacking being. I hacking was not where my mind was going to go. Yeah, at all. Well, I'm I'm excited to see her quirk in action because that's what's going to change the entire dynamic of the next episode. That I can't wait for. I'm actually looking forward to my hero's next episode now. Finally, it's been a while since I was looking forward to it. I think we'll be we'll be interested in the next episode and then like the two after not the two episode the next episode and then whatever twenty two episode twenty three I don't think I'm gonna care about and then episode twenty two or twenty four and twenty five I think will be very important. Okay, dope. I'm looking forward to you know what I can't wait I can't wait till the shit is over so we can go to a show that both something of us, else yeah uh, <laughs> wait when do zero come <laughs> yes exactly actually what by the time that come around let's look at this one time the calendar. Rezero, Rezero hit what? That's that's like that's not gonna be. Uh, we gonna we gonna be able to do Rezero yet. Yeah, we, we can are. start. Cause when when Rezero don't hit until April. No, hit, yeah, but don't hit April first. Like Tower of Guy hit April first. We're not ending. So we my, got my hero isn't ending April first though. 25. My hero's final episode will be on the thirtieth. Oh shit! Oh shit! So that'll be on episode. Uh, what forty three of my check waifu waifu? Oh shit! Damn. Yeah, yes. So. No, no, it'll end on a six. That's what it's gonna end on. A, it's gonna end on a six. Okay, I'm, I'm about to say it because I felt too soon. And so and that'll be like episode forty three of my check waifu waifu, and then uh, we can go into we can probably go with like Tower of God. We can go with uh. Shoot, we can go with ReZero at that point. We'll be good. That's like a perfect segue right there. That's what I'm saying. I think we might. I think we got to do ReZero. Only for the simple fact is like we he, we said in the after story. We both haven't read. Love. And we both love ReZero. Our number two anime of all time. Holy shit. I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it, man. Straight up. All right. So let's, let's recap, brother. Yeah, let's do this recap. So as of um, episode 39 of Mike Check Waifu Waifu, we had this great talk about uh, we're going to go in backwards, obviously. We had the My Hero Breakdown. Uh, both Polo and I rated Mike Check um, Waifu's Waifu's final rating of Clanat at a 9.8. Uh, we also talked about anime rivals like Ash and Gary, uh, Mugen and Jin, um, and what was yours, Polo? Wait, number one? Oh, Initial D. Yeah, the Initial uh, D. Kazakami and Kazuke? Yeah. And then we also talked about how Polo predicted everything that's going to happen to idea. <laughs> Polo is right. I can admit just, when I'm wrong. <laughs> that's predictable. And then how Darwin's Game had the second hypest episode of the week with Fate Grand Order having the number one hypest episode of the week. I'm not surprised. Um, and we, we just talked about some of that anime in general. And, um, you know, once again, thank you for checking out Mike Check Waifu Waifu. And this is episode 39. This has been episode 39 and I've been at Polo Born Flying on social media. And I am King Teliano. We want to thank our Patreon subscribers, Connor, Monique Williams, D Prince, 
uh, Cryfu, David Persinger, and Robbie Balboa for supporting us. We love you. Thank you all so much. This has been episode 39. And as always, Mike Check. Mike Check, one, two, one, two. My sweet waifu. Is that you?